Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into decoms. I'm Lizzie, a flirty grandma. And I'm Hannah, a werewolf who is also a vegetarian. And this week, we are discussing the third installment of the Halloween Town series in our spooky season programming, Halloween Town High. Finally. We are spending a lot of time in the mortal world. Yeah. We're getting some semblance of character development. We finally getting, have a plot. <laughs> we're getting a plot. It's like a little treat. <laughs> you made it through the first two, and now you get a little bit of plot. Just a little bit. You get a little bit of a real conflict. You get a little bit of character development. A little bit of a real love interest. Oh. Hopefully two. Don't get me started. Kind of. Don't, even, Don't yeah. get me started. I'm, wait, two? Okay, well, we'll get into that we're setting later. up another one. Yeah, save it for the pod. Oh, yes. <laughs> we are the pod. We can save it for the this next is the pod. pod. The day that we are recording this, Sunday, October 24th, is the day after a quite exciting day for one mm-hmm. of the members of our podcast team, my sister Maggie. We have a team. Turned... 12 yesterday it was her birthday finally it was so much fun and so she's still an actual child mm-hmm. by the time Happy birthday maggie by the time we're done with this we're gonna have to change that segment to thoughts from an actual teen oh my god you're right because we're gonna be doing this for a hundred years <laughs> lizzie just hung herself <laughs> that's fine <laughs> happy sunday and we'll be in our mid-20s We'll be check. We'll be um cashing out our four hundred one k's. I'll be awaiting for my ARP card in the mail. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. So uh, I was really excited to watch this movie. I know that Lizzie was too, especially after how disappointed we were with the second movie. Um, we were ready for for something good. And I was really worried when we went into watching Halloween Town. I was worried that this. Like three and four were going to be the ones where I was like, "Wow, these are terrible." Mm-hmm. And then I was I worried too. The first one, I was like, "Wow, this is terrible." I was like, "Oh my god, what if these ones are worse?" But now we know that's impossible. So mm-hmm. I, I was worried. Yeah, we can't get worse than the second one. No, and this was, I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was, it was great. It held up. It did for me what I wanted the first two to do. Mm -hmm, Exactly. I wasn't going into this wanting my, like, world outlook to be changed. Like, first of all, that's not why anyone is going into watching any Disney Channel original movie. If it just happens to be a fun side effect, then that's great. But that's not the intent. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah is doing our 60-second summary. Alrighty then. Got a timer for me? Yes, a one-minute slash 60-second timer. Want me to count? Okay. I do. In three... Are you... <laughs> oh, well, Ian just sent the podcast a message on Instagram. Should we check it in real time before we... We'll check it in a minute after after our summaries. Okay. All right. All right. All righty. All right. Three, two, one, go. So this movie starts with Marnie and the rest of her family at their home in the human world. And she gets whisked away like to the Halloween Town dimension. And she's on trial with the council because she wants to bring a bunch of high school aged kids from Halloween Town to the mortal world as like international exchange students. Um, it's not really totally sure why she just like wants to save the world and be important and she wants humans to understand that monsters aren't scary even though she's very concerned about no one finding out that they are monsters so basically she's leading these kids around the human world they're comically like unaware of what humans are supposed to be like also a boy likes her and he kind of like she keeps like you know having to run away from him because of magic things but then eventually she tells him and then also, other people find out about the monsters and everything is okay in the end. I also didn't talk about anything about the villain or the conflict of this movie, but that's what I remember. There we go. That was pretty good. You if I didn't talk, talk about the knights or anything. 
you got the bulk. You got the bulk. There you go. Hannah, while you're cooling down from that, let's check our, our Instagram messages. Ian yeah, I'll put this in the post. Oh, are you freaking kidding me? What did he say? It is a Instagram post of a Twitter thread. <laughs> that is Twilight characters <laughs> as pumpkins. <laughs> And you know what? They're all Is it accurate. They're all right. <laughs> shockingly accurate. Um, so that's delightful. My mom has requested that we do not do a Twilight miniseries, and I said, "Well, mom, you're not the only audience member of the pod. Unfortunately, no. we cannot cater solely to you." All right, not- that was pretty good. That was a wait. Good- it is so accurate. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> the Edward one. Yeah. <laughs> They did him very. So funny! Oh my god! So funny! I'm so. We'll post that on the story. I'm so sorry about how my voice sounds. I don't know what my problem is. I don't think your voice sounds bad. I think it sounds normal. Oh well, all right. Thank you. This came out in 2004. Yeah, it did. For some reason, I was thinking. So this is came out later than that. No, the fourth movie came out later than that. Well, I guess obviously. Fascinating. Fascinating. No, yeah, it came out 2004, which is three years after the first movie. Lizzie, do you have our Disney Plus summary up for us? I do, and I also wanted to say, so IMDb gives this a 6.2 out of 10. In that, mm-hmm. out of 6.9 thousand reviews. That's lower than the last two. It is lower than the last two. The Nostalgia Bus really does have a grip. A chokehold on us. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Halloween Town High. So, <laughs> back to school has never been so cool or supernatural for Marnie, Kimberly J. Brown, <laughs> her grandmother Aggie, Debbie Reynolds, and her family of witches. When Marnie convinces the Halloween Town Council to send several teenagers to her high school in the mortal world, she even promises to give up her magic if any harm comes to them. But soon, Marnie and her new friends are in trouble and out of luck when the evil Knight of the Iron Dagger appears. He is determined to destroy all things magical, and it's up to Marnie to save her high school, the human world, and her magic. But, um... Yeah, I forgot the whole plot. (laughs) Uh, the whole conflict i was just like they're there you got the important hey we we already did a soft a soft launch of the love triangle so yeah i did i got that in so on rotten tomatoes Mm -hmm. there is no critic score of course the audience score of 10,000 plus ratings is a 65%. That's higher than last week, but lower than Halloween Town 1. Yes. Which, again, I think it's that nostalgia factor, because this is a much better movie than both of them. Yes, I agree. 100%. Um, Lizzie, do you have your ranking for this movie? Because I honestly haven't thought of mine yet. I do. Okay, what's yours? I'm going to give this one a 3.75. Oh, that's really good. Um, I think... Oh, you go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to give this one a 3.75, partially because it struck me as so much better than the first two, and it did so many things that I think were necessary in the first one for us to... Care like this is the first one movie where I actually like genuinely liked some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Like not yeah. Marnie. Don't get me wrong. Like no, never Marnie. Marnie but <clears throat> I hate Marnie. Was- um, I think. Wow, I was gonna say three, but now I'm thinking maybe three point five. I feel like that's like kind of what I gave Avalon High, and I feel like they're similar. Yeah. Goodness. I'm going to say 3.5. There you go. That sounds good to me. Yeah. And you know what? We really, we needed a win. 
We needed a double. Yeah. Because... They both get 3.5 because they both had knights in them. And they also and that's... all take place when magic overruns a high school. Yeah, and at high schools that kind of look like gothic architecture. This one doesn't look like gothic architecture. It just looks like... You're right, it doesn't. It, you're right, it doesn't. I'm wrong. Yeah. It's the fourth movie. I'm ahead of myself. Oh, that's true. Oh, you already put it in there. Look at that. Already filled out our spreadsheet. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Aren't you so fancy? Um, well, I had to go back and look. So that's how we're feeling. This one has yet another director. Ooh. Three directors in three movies. This man, who is the director of this one, is Mark A.Z. Dupay. I'm assuming is how you pronounce his last name, if we're doing French. Um, And he has worked on some incredibly famous movies. Ooh. So he... Oh, pardon me. Excuse me. So in terms of directorial things, um, we have a couple other... Or we have at least one other... Um, decom. Mm-hmm. I'm not done. None of the things he has directed have been super duper like famous. I think, but he did work on Jurassic Park and Terminator movies and Hot oh. October, Back to the Future Two. He's worked on like the Paranormal Activity movies and like visual effects. So. He's done some cool stuff. Wow. Um, just not directed a ton of, like, I think, movies with a wider demographic is how yeah. I But he did work in the animation department of A Fairly Odd Christmas and A Fairly Odd Movie, which is obviously Nickelodeon, not, yeah. not Disney Channel. A competitor. Bum, bum, bum. But... A show I loved, nonetheless. So, there you go. Um, who do we have in the cast this time? Um, well, we had a lot of... All of our main characters were the same. All looking... Well, I wouldn't say all looking older. Sophie's looking old. And it hurt my heart a little bit. But we have some new additions. We have the one. The only... Basically, this movie is a High School Musical spinoff. Because we have Lucas Grabiel. I think is how you say his last name. As Ethan. We all know him as the one, the only Ryan Evans. We also have, I don't have the IMDb pulled up, so I don't know her name. She plays Kelsey. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'll grab it because I had someone else. Feel bad. This is not official. That's all right. Um, I'll cut this part out. Um, okay. <clears throat> wait, hold on. Where is she? She's Russian or like Ukrainian. Rulin. Yes. Natalie the Pink Troll. AKA Kelsey from High School Musical. Yes. Um, we have a fun new love interest. Yeah. And Cody played by Finn Whitrock. Yes. And I'm trying to figure out what he has been in that I have seen him in. Because I didn't realize I know. how familiar. Oh, well, he was in La La Land. Oh. Was he important in it? He was Greg. Oh, that means nothing to me. Basically, if you weren't Emma Stoner, you know, Ryan. Yeah. Um, um, he basically also looked very familiar. He looked like Dean from Gilmore Girls. So the whole time watching it, I was like, it's Dean. Yes, I was trying really hard not to think that because I've already made my Dean from Gilmore Girls comparison. Comparison. Descendants. But that was like in personality. This is very much in looks. Yes. It looks like Jared Padalecki. In terms of teenage boys, this one had a pretty good personality. He did. I did not hate him. In fact, I liked him. Yeah. I liked him more than I liked Marnie. Oh, certainly. I'm really laughing quite a bit at some of these character names because... So there's, like, one of the characters' name is Chester. But Mm -hmm. here they have Little Chester and Big Chester. Pete the werewolf. Now okay, Chester also, wait, sorry, before I interrupt, because I told Lizzie, half of my notes are just me saying, this person looks like this other person. Chester, as a human, kind of looked like Chase from Zoe 101. I was thinking the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. I'm saying the same thing. But there's also a man whose name is Pumpkinhead. Oh, yeah. He had a pumpkin head. Yep. Then there is a woman who was simply vampire. And then there is a man named Darren Southam, who played another one of the council members, whose character name is listed as just Troublemaker. Oh, no! That wasn't the council guy. That was the guy who Aggie scares in the lab, who then, like... Oh, who looks like Josh Hutchison! (laughs) He looks like PETA. He does not. To me, he did. Uh, That was another one of my notes. I'm gonna have to say no there. Well, then maybe she's the one that she scares in history class. Or PE. Something. I don't know. She went through a lot of... She antagonizes a student that looks like Peter Malark. Um, where's my outline? All right. And so yeah, we have we have some people. We have some new people. Some old people. Um, we have some flirty old people. Ooh, yeah. There's some flirting in this movie. Lots of it. All right. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Do you remember if you watched this when it came out? Well, it came out in 2004. And I was a wee lass. So oh, I probably did not watch it in 2004. Sorry. Although I probably didn't watch it in 2004 because I was a wee lass. I was five years old. Um, I This is definitely one of my favorites of this franchise, if not my favorite. So I've definitely seen it many a time since the first time I saw it as a child at some point. Yes, I totally agree. I feel the same way about that. I love that. I love that for us. <laughs> We're twins. And, well, I assume that this was also Maggie's not her first time, because you told us you watched them last year. Yes. That is but does she still have some fun thoughts for us, some thoughts from an actual 12-year-old child? She does. She does. So we watched this a couple days ago. Maggie was... She was 11 when you watched it. 11. She was sick for a couple of days. She was out sick from school. Mm-hmm. And so that gave us some great movie-watching time. So she says about Halloween Town 3. Mm-hmm. I give it a 3 out of 5. It Ooh. was a good movie, but it was missing a spark. Also, Dylan needs to learn how to talk to girls. He does. He does. She's not wrong. R.I.P. little homie. He is really trying. Not so little homie. He's finally taller than a girl that he's interested in in this movie. Yes. She's not a human, but... but No, and then he's rude to her. Yeah. Yep. Those are ugly, in fact. I also think it's interesting. um, Do you mind if we just jump in? Because I've had a thought. Just jump right in, yep. So when these... When the Mm -hmm. kids from Halloween Town get to Marnie's high school from Halloween Town, this girl, Cassie, who is another witch, gets out... And is like goes over to Marnie, is like introducing herself. She's like, Oh my god, this is so exciting. I've never met a human before. But if we're going by the fact that she's a witch, and that means she's not a human, at that point she still hasn't because she's yeah. only met the Cromwells. So this gets back to one of our earlier questions mm-hmm. in these movies. They do not have a set definition if of the, not if the pipers, are- yeah. And I guess it's, like, culturally, they're human. But even now, like, like they were until, like, what, like, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Until Marnie and the rest of them found out. But, like, now, like, they are, like, witches. I don't know. Yeah, it's not clear. There are... I did write at this... In the, my notes for this, that, like, the way the magic works in this movie just is not... You think you understand it, and then the world building takes you somewhere else, and it's unclear. Well, so that's, like, the very first thing that I wrote down. Um, Well, actually, that's, like, the very first thing I wrote down is that, again, we open with more narration. But this time, it is read like a prophecy of what's to come throughout the course of this movie. But at least we didn't get, like, a a What You Missed on Glee flashback. Exactly. Yeah, and here's the thing. Don't don't get me wrong. I love a here's what you missed on Glee flashback, but only when watching Glee. I don't want it in my Disney Channel original movies. That's unnecessary. But 
we kind of right off the bat in this movie get a lot more information about like the bureaucracy element of like this magic in the Halloween Town Council, which mm-hmm. is like this administrative council of all of these monsters and witches mm-hmm. and blocks. But where have they been when this whole time was trying to take over the town? And then when Calabar's son was trying to take over the town, is this like a newly created council that's just like Clearly, having one person in charge of everything was not working well for us. Yeah, clearly we didn't... A mayor wasn't good. A monarchy wasn't good. We're going to have a perhaps democratic, maybe not, council. Yep. The scene at the beginning in the council, like, where Marnie's on trial, kind of, and, like, the room is spinning. That's, like, one of my favorite scenes from this whole franchise, and it's, like, a defining moment for me. Mm-hmm. Like, when I picture Halloween Town High, I, like, picture that. Yes. That and, well, I mean, we'll talk about one of the other scenes later, but I Mm -hmm. love that. And I like that this is something that gets revisited because it's called back to the council later in the movie when things are- When they're angry. Um, And so that was very cool. But we also get, like, a little bit more information about, like, I think part of the reason that we don't, care as much about the pipers is because we don't see them interact with anyone who's not from halloween town in the first two movies Mm -hmm. no we don't see them interact with normal humans so like this is kind of the first time we actually see any of them interact with normal humans is like Mm -hmm. marnie and what's his face cody cody thank you i kept wanting to say dean um you, i'm gonna call her kelsey and ryan so call him dean if you want <laughs> okay perfect um so i think that helped but also we get a villain and we get this kind of backstory about this evil essentially uh, medieval hate group <laughs> yeah called the knights of the iron dagger who want to like get rid of witches and warlocks and monsters from the mortal world mm-hmm. um I'll say it now and I'll say it again, but there are so many, like, eugenicists in Halloween Town. Yep. It's, like, kind of the plot of every movie. There's another subplot in every movie, but I'll save that for our next episode. That's um, about eugenicists. They look a lot like everybody else. You never know where they are until they start talking. That's going to be the title of this. That's the thing The thing about eugenicists. Genesists. Not Maybe not. No. Maybe that gets our podcast banned. <laughs> uh, but maybe that gets us a lot more play traffic. <laughs> True. A lot of angry reviews. <laughs> but maybe not from the people that we want. I think um, have yeah. to be selective about that. I should say, actually, quickly, before we... As we're talking about Cody and then also the villain, for some reason, although I love this movie so much, it's been probably a couple of years since I've seen it, and for some reason, every time I watch this movie, I always think Cody is, like, the bad guy secretly. Like, the plot twist gets me... Not the plot twist, but, like, I think a plot twist is coming every time and it never does. They do a lot of work to make you think he's evil. Yeah, like, a lot of, like, showing him, and then eerie music, and, Aggie and then something bad. Accuses him. She's like, oh, all this bad crap is happening, Marnie, and, like, right around the time you start hanging around with this new boy, like... Yeah, she does say that. Who you know nothing about, and who you are all of a sudden, like, telling our family secrets to, like, hmm, isn't that interesting? Uh, but it turns out that she was in the wrong. Yeah, I was in the wrong too. I literally, my notes, let me find it. I wrote, Cody really is so charming and cute. It's a shame he is like evil. Oh my God. (laughs) And then I wrote, why did I think Cody was the bad guy? You were thoroughly bamboozled. I was bamboozled, hoodwinked, and led astray. In that order. Yeah. Um, so one of the other kind of big dramatic plot points of this is that in getting this program approved by the council she makes an offhand comment about like oh i would bet the cromwell magic 
that oh, yeah. humans have changed enough for magical people and magical creatures to be safe here now. She's and so dumb. She's a moron. Capital M moron. She says that. She goes, I bet that. And everyone goes, oh, you heard what she said. And she's like, what did I say? They like, leap at the chance. They're like, oh, you uh, you want to bet the Cromwell magic? And she's like, it's a figure of speech. And they said, mm, too late. She's an idiot. She's also still really bad at magic. So bad at magic. Um, she goes into like a peanut. What? And then she like she makes it really small. That's what I meant. Oh yes, I mean, <laughs> like no, the size. No, I just. And then also she's so like high key about doing magic in public. She just does it on the open. And badly. And badly. So there's a whole part where they're getting ready for these kids to come live with them. And Mm -hmm. he is like, oh, I'm going to, she wants to essentially add additional rooms, like additional construction to the house that they live in. By the way, they have moved to a different house. Is it a different house? It's a different house every single movie. Okay, true. You're probably right. It's a different movie. And she ends up like shrinking the house and like a bunch of runners outside see it. And it's a big, awful, whatever. And then Gwen, our single mom who works two jobs who loves her kids and never stops (laughs) um just like flicks her wrists and you know Mm -hmm. whatever over her shoulder and this entire like additional wing gets added into the house but the spooky wing but that's the thing it is like cold looking and drafty and has cobwebs all over the place and looks very, very conspicuous. I loved it, though. It, it had all the good Halloween vibes. Like, that was another thing I wrote down was, this movie is, like, the most Halloween-y of all of them so far to me. Like, there's actually some kind of um spooky sets, and there's, like, a point, like, way later in the movie when, like, Gwen is walking outside in the dark because they think someone's coming into their house. Yes. And it's, like, actually a little bit scary. It's, there's more suspense yeah this than in the previous two um and i don't know if that's just because they're supposed to be getting older or Mm -hmm. what it is but oh and another thing that we hear we've already talked about kind of this you know new magic organization with the council and everything we learn that magic itself has like educational levels yeah because when marnie's trying to do this spell to add the rooms to the house Dylan's like, oh, I don't think construction is a level two spell. And she's like, well, or is a level one. No, it is a level two spell. She's level one. She's still level one after four years. Idiot. She's an idiot. Uh, But I'm like, okay, that would have been useful information to have in the beginning as well. About like Mm -hmm. magic levels and all of that. But here we are. And Sophie does appear to be way older now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sophie is, like, a teenager now. Like, she's as old as Marnie was in the first movie, and it's shocking and disappointing. Um, And, oh, gosh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Dylan still, though, like, Dylan doesn't look older, and Marnie does. My mom, I watched this with my mother, and my mom's like, she looks like she's 30. Like, she looks way too old to be in high school. And I was like, I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. Dylan kind of looked the same. Dylan's still, again, with the witty zingers. Like, he says, like, they're going to be late for the first day of school. And he goes, I'm not screwing up my perfect attendance record just so you can bring peace and harmony to the universe. Yeah. And I was like, you're right, Dylan. What an earth sign. Um, <laughs> he probably is a Virgo. Probably. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, what else is exciting and new? Oh, my gosh. Perhaps my most exciting development of this, Mm -hmm. Grandma Aggie gets a new bag. She does get a new bag. And this is another defining memory of this movie for me. Because she used to have like a Mary Poppins carpet bag, Mm -hmm. essentially. And now she has like another kind of satchel-y looking bag that's like crocodile skin 
that she is enchanted so it has legs and it walks around and it follows her and it gets into mischief and it eats eats things yeah um i wrote in my notes is aggie the original newt scamander because at first i was like well is the bag sentient Is a monster inside eating but also my mom said the scene where the bag eats the parakeet was and i quote stressful and stupid oh she didn't like it I mean, I think it's stressful, and, like, I'm like, don't call it, Aggie. My mom hated it. I love that. That's going on this week's mug for the graphic. Stressful. It was stole and stupid. Hannah's mom. Yeah. She was also, my mother's a teacher, and she was fully unconvinced by all of Aggie's teaching, because another fun gimmick of this movie is the Halloween Town kids are supposed to be, like, exchange students from Canada. And the whole, oh this joke God. is made way too many times. It's very tired. From- and Aggie is like a, te- a transfer teacher at yeah. the school. And they keep having to move her to different positions because she's so bad at everything. So they start her off in like chemistry. Mm-hmm. And then that goes poorly. She like accidentally summons a parrot out of thin air. She, oh my God, Hannah. You're so yawning. She is fading. Scares the crap out of this kid and like makes her eyes pop out of her head. And that goes really poorly. And then the next day he's like, oh, we're actually going to have you cover for a history teacher who's out long term. And Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, okay. And then she gets in trouble because she's like telling them things about history, which like this is also, we find out just how old Aggie is. Because she's yeah. talking about, like, oh, she, she knew Leonardo da Vinci. She knew William Shakespeare. She knew Christopher yeah. Columbus. I like, did like, Yeah, she said something about how Columbus didn't discover America. And I was like, oh, we should have released this two weeks ago for Indigenous People's Day. Yeah, she was like, Christopher Columbus she's woke. couldn't find, um, like, his head if it was in a paper bag or something yeah um but she's like oh yeah william shakespeare offered me a role in the original production of midsummer night's dream or something and then mm-hmm. my favorite one okay so aggie is a little bit saucy throughout this whole <laughs> she is and you know what as she should be but she like was talking about leonardo da vinci and the fact that she knew him and she is like yeah, there's a reason the Mona Lisa was smiling. And I was like... And she just trails off like the bell rings. She is saucy. She says all of that. She is flirting with the principal who's in love with her. Capital F flirting. Capital F also for Principal Flanagan, who looks like Principal Franklin from iCarly. Oh my god, you're right. Huh. Yeah. Fascinating. We'll have to do some side-by-sides of these people we keep. I'll, I'll make that a post for this week. Great. Awesome. Wonderful. That's our meme. Um, um, but yeah, she she's flirting with him heavy. And I like the age gap to me is not quite right. Sure. Um, even for two consenting adults. Even if Aggie won, like if Aggie was like 75 or 80, like she looks. But also we learn like she's like between 400 and 1000 years old. Something crazy like that. And this poor man is like fifty. Yeah, which and having a midlife crisis. Like, is Gwen gonna be like four hundred to a thousand years old? Because she is also full witch. The only reason I don't think the Piper kids are will because they're half human. But- yeah, that's another thing. Is the ages are all quite confusing because we also learned in the second movie that one Earth year is like a hundred Halloween Town years, or one Halloween Town year is a hundred Earth years. So if you stay in Halloween Town for one year, a hundred years have gone by in the human world. So, like, that's why, like, it was unclear, well, Calib- Cal of Calabar wasn't there in the first movie, but was he just, like, Not a re- born in between? Yeah, what was going on? I don't know. Um, what else is exciting? Um... Oh, so Marnie is a senior now because she tells Cody the love interest and other people that this 
exchange program is like her senior project. Yeah, she tells him that in their meet cute. And I actually was going to ask you, Lizzie, which meet cute to you was more convincing slash did you like better? The one with Cal or the one with Cody? Oh my god, the one with Cody. Yeah. I mean, let's be real here. Um, How many times have you slammed into someone in the hallway? And your books fly everywhere. <laughs> Probably at least a dozen. How many times has a man, uh, has a boy and his father showed up to a Halloween party of mine that they were not invited to and then in a leather blazer and then procured a rose for me after I took him to my grandma's bedroom? No time. Every year. Every year, Lizzie. (laughs) What do you mean you can't relate? No. No, thanks. I'm good. No. you. But yeah, Marnie, so she, like, spends, like, the whole movie, at least the first half, like, taking these Halloween Town Canadian kids, they're not really Canadian, on, like, a tour of the school. She's, like, you know, taking them to their classes, their extracurriculars around the mall. She makes a very terrible tour guide. She is just facing forward, not talking back to them. Mm-hmm. They, like, wander away, and she doesn't know where they are. Mm-hmm. She, um... She wouldn't fly on a college campus, that's for sure. Nope. And she looks, she always looks way too satisfied with herself. Yeah. And that's not really relevant. That's just a complaint I have. Yeah, she looked, she was acting like she had already succeeded in her goal, when in fact she was doing next to nothing. And it takes them like many days to realize that her plan is not working because. She's, like, in the cafeteria, and she's like, oh, I can't find any of my kids. And then she sees Cassie the witch, and she's like, oh, my God, where are, like, the rest of our our crew? They're like, um, where they always are, which is hiding out in this, like, essentially, like, a break room that they magicked into a locker. So, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I wrote down... I can't blame them for hiding because when I was a foreign exchange student, like, I got majorly depressed sometimes, too, and just, like, hid in my dorm. Yeah. So. And then, but this is, that's another fun point, is when they're in this, like, break room is when we see them for the first time take off their human skins. Because they all arrive looking like humans. They look like Kelsey from High School Musical and Chase from Zoe 101. And Ryan. But then they're like, oh, everyone, you can unzip if you want. And unzip they do. And they turn into goblins and trolls and werewolves and... Fairies and... Yeah. Witches. And Marnie has the nerve to look shocked to see them. Even though she's been to Halloween Town so many times. Like, did she already forget about, like, Luke and the council at the beginning of the movie? Like, she's shocked that there aren't human-looking. Marnie's just an idiot. She is. We know she's not an AP because Dylan's an AP calculus and she is not and he's younger than her my apologies to kimberly j brown but marnie is a little bit of an idiot she's a lot of an idiot yeah um what else what else what else what else oh my gosh okay so yes she realizes that the kids are essentially just like hiding themselves away who can blame them she has done nothing to help them acclimate to this new experience into this new location then she goes and like scolds them Um, and she's like, oh, but, like, don't worry. No need for you to be worried about being an entirely new culture where you're, like, actually in danger. Let's just join some clubs. Like, let's just get you guys to join some clubs. And she's going around and, like, suggesting things. And I'll be honest, I don't remember any of them. I don't really care about any of them. Except I do remember now that the fairy, she was like, join the gardening club. And I was like, what the hell kind of high school is that? Because she's a wood nymph. But also, no, one of the most important ones is that Ethan, a.k.a. Yeah. Lucas, a.k.a. Ryan, is, she, he's in, he's like in theater club. And I'm like, of course, he's an actor. He's like, I've always wanted to be in a play. In a play. <laughs> it's like, of course. But then also for like an actor, and they're like, he's pretty good. And he was. He ends up being like a really bad liar I- later wire and i'm like where's the consistency not here um okay 
Hannah, do you want to talk a little bit about this plot of the actual conflict with the knights? I do want to talk about that because basically what happens is that in Halloween Town, at the beginning we hear, there are these parents tell their kids about knights, like evil knights in evil order to kind of scare them, kind of like the boogeyman. But Aggie and Gwen are like, but they're not real. They're not real. But it turns out they are. And they're here to get us. Yep. And we keep, like, it keeps happening. Every time they mention a knight and they're like, but they're not real. Then we, like, see a knight out of the corner. And there's ominous music. And he's, like, patrolling the Piper house and trying to break into the locker. And then actually is in the break room. Yes, that's what I was wondering. We see in the, like, Halloween kids break room mm-hmm. with a suit of armor and there's like mm-hmm. a like a eerie little transition scene where it zooms in and you can see a pair of eyes poking out from mm-hmm. it. But it's like a Caucasian man <laughs> and the principal who is supposed to be the member of the knights is an African American man. So I'm just wondering who is in that suit of armor? Is it supposed yeah. to be be the evil guy from the council or yeah i'm not sure but also i was gonna say like one it's a little odd that there is this just like suit of armor that's ostensibly like decor in their break room because these kids would all be afraid of knights like they are afraid of knights so that's kind of like us having like i don't know like something scary in our house i can't think of an example but then also later when Cassie is alone in the break room, Marnie says famous last words, you'll be fine. Yeah. Mar- Cassie hears something scary and goes up to the suit of armor and like touches it. And my mom said, she was like, wouldn't she be terrified of that? Like, why would she go right up to it? She's a Halloween town kid. Like they're terrified of those things. Dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see, so Aggie, another kind of recurring plot situation is every time this poor kid Cody tries to ask Marnie out on a date, Aggie somehow interrupts them or they somehow get interrupted by an emergency of these Halloween Town kids. But one of the more important ones is that they're outside. He is trying, trying, trying to ask her out. She has to dart off to go help Aggie. He says something hilarious and adorable and he's like oh yeah that was really worth three hours practicing in front of my mirror like nice job because she cuts she leaves in the middle of his sentence yeah horrible. it's really sad horrible um he get, that was the thing was he was like so charming and nice although at one point he did like because they keep having all these missed connections and can't talk to each other he like he's in like a supply closet or something and he grabs her from the hallway and yanks her into the supply closet Um, and i'm like that's not cool like doesn't he know that women kind of live in fear of being abducted like that yeah i don't know if barney does i'll be probably not she's she's not like other girls she she's not like other girls she has no brain cells (laughs) yeah she's half a brain cell and that's about it but, but yes, yeah, so this has happened, they get interrupted, and then Aggie calls her up to look down on the courtyard where she was standing, and this big chalk drawing of a dagger has shown up on, like, the lawn and on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And she snaps her fingers and makes it rain to go away. Yes. I still have questions about that. Are they implying that the principal went out there, like, on his lunch break and, like, drew a chalk dagger or because he doesn't have magic yeah because it's not really until that scene because yeah the principal is like supposedly perhaps a descendant of these knights but he is not really one himself he's not magic and it isn't until the scene that we even realize it's being implied that he might be like they we see the dagger and then we see him peering over it yeah his and it's like maybe he is evil and not cody yeah and then we kind of forget because they keep implicating cody in cody it. poor cody yes. um and marnie is so in love with cody in fact that she is hell-bent on exposing that halloween town is real to him yeah she 
he comes to her house again because like i said missed connections they can't catch a break they she and gwen and maybe aggie think that like someone's gonna break into their house so gwen like i said goes outside and like casts him with magic yeah like avada kedavra almost and yeah she knocks him out and she's like mom he was bringing me flowers and then so she's like i need to take him home and she takes him home on a broom yeah flying and he wakes up and she's like i'm a witch magic is real it's like you idiot marty yeah i was so before this he shows up so they all go to the mall all of the halloween town kids and marnie go to the mall because she's like all right you want a real teenage experience this is it which i guess makes sense for 2004 but he shows up at her house because they have have a plan to go on a date on saturday and it's saturday and he shows up at her house she's like we're going to the mall he's like oh what about our date she was like oh my god i thought you meant saturday night and you know what that is both of their faults they should have been yeah they didn't plan that was stupid but then he like goes to the mall later and he's like oh my god we ran into each other again that's so weird but while they're piling all these halloween town kids into this tiny like vw bug yeah look at clown car He's standing there on the porch, like, arms crossed, just watching this all happen. And he's, like, looking very adoringly at Marnie. And he's, like, why does none of this surprise me about you? And I'm, like, I don't know. Because he turns around and he's, like, where did they all go? I was, like, because I'll be honest with you, she has not shown you a single thing to suggest that she has any form of personality or is in any way, shape, or form interesting. You should be very surprised. (laughs) You should be very you don't know anything about her except for that i guess you like her dimples if the most interesting thing about her is that every time you try to ask her out she keeps getting whisked away by her crazy grandma that's maybe run for the hills cody i also like i really liked cody like we've mentioned um it was kind of fun even though marnie i was like why are you taking him on the broom the flying animation was much better in this movie than the last two movies like it was kind of fun I that's misremembered. I remember. Yeah, I misremembered, and I was expecting a certain song during the flying scene that isn't actually in this movie, and it's in a different one, and we'll talk about it next week. So I was a little disappointed, and also, I also felt a bit like she was cheating on Luke. <laughs> I know. I felt the same thing. I was like, oh, I remember when they shared this together? Yeah, but the animation was so much better. Like it actually didn't and like clearly it was in front of a green screen but it didn't just look like it was in front of a green screen it was good it was good it felt more you know natural like i said it helps to have a plot yes definitely um oh one of the fun things that happens at the mall is we get a fun dylan trying to flirt with a girl thing so he has befriended this troll natalie aka kelsey and they have like Kelsey from High School Musical. There's like an arcade video game like setup. It's like seems like it's just one in the middle of the mall, which is a little weird, but okay. And he's back again. You know, we talked last week about how the best part of that whole stupid movie was that his password to his computer was Iron Buns. Yeah, that's hilarious. And he has like the top score on this video game because he goes there and plays it all the time. Um, and his thing this time is Blaster Dude, <laughs> which just made me laugh. However, this trip to the mall goes poorly because they end up like the Halloween Town kids, one, are very offended. By- yeah, because they walk past like Spirit Halloween and there's like stereotypical decorations and costumes. Yeah. And they're like, wait, why is the werewolf scary? Aren't most werewolves vegetarians? Yeah. Yep. Etc. Um, and while they're there being upset about that, there's like some jock bullies from the school who come and pick on them. There's like a huge smoke cloud, and then there's a dagger shows up that's been stabbed into a pumpkin outside of this Halloween store. It's a very big deal, and they're all being threatened. And this is when Marnie gets sucked back to away a- from Cody. <laughs> all right, away from Cody. And gets summoned to another council meeting. And they're like, we have to shut down this program. Because our kids are in danger. 
Mm-hmm. And they're, she's supposed to have until midnight on Halloween to prove it so she'll get her powers. So she'll be able to keep her powers. But it is not looking good. No, it's not. Yeah, and this is when, yeah, so they're, not only is there a fight, but then there's a poof of smoke and they all get turned into their monstery forms. Like, they're not humans anymore. It causes quite a scene at the mall and Cassie is missing now. Yes, Cassie is missing. They don't know where she is. We find out she's been sucked into a witch's glass. Mm-hmm. Um which is like FaceTime for witches, and apparently it's the only way you can trap a witch is inside one of them. It's like an alternate little dimension that you put into a tiny mirror or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more talked about, I believe, in the movie after this, but we're not talking about that now. Um, but like, I remember my, I said it in like the last episode maybe, about how like, or maybe two episodes ago, about, like, how Halloween Town would have made, like, a better TV series than, mo- like, a series of movies. Yes. So, like, I was thinking, and, like, how Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, like, that, there was no plot. It would have made one episode, maybe. Yeah. Like, it could have been, like, oh, the book's gone, we need to go back, get the book. That's it. But this could have been, like, a whole season. Yeah. And, like, there would have been one episode with, like, Cassie disappearing and we need to get her back. And one episode where, like, Cody keeps trying to ask Marnie out and, like, they keep getting pulled apart. And one where, like, she tells him about the witches and one where the night breaks into the locker. Like, that could have been fun. Because yeah. there were so many different fun things. I agree. Oh, my God. The most exciting part about this Marnie and Cody situation, mm-hmm. when they're on the broom and she's driving him home on the broom she finally gets to kiss somebody wait is it yeah we get a marnie cody kiss so casually yeah yep very casual for a decom it was very cute and i was like you Mm -hmm. know this feels normal like this doesn't feel like a weird stage situation other than the fact that they're flying on a broom but (laughs) yeah that makes sense they're just having a conversation like it's a weird conversation, mind you, but sure. Um, all right, what else happens in this plot? Cassie goes missing, um, we talked about. Um, um, well, so basically, I mean, basically what happens is we have to get Cassie back. You know, uh, the ki- some of the kids go back to Halloween Town because they're worried, but some of them stay and they're like, no, we're staying, we're finishing our program, and part of what they were going to do was for the Halloween fair, I suppose, for the town or the school, is they were going to do a haunted house. And the haunted house that they do gets hijacked by evil magic, by Ethan's dad, who's on the council, and he's a eugenicist. Mr. Dalloway. Yeah, that's his name. And basically, all of a sudden, this haunted house, which isn't even that scary because... The Halloween Town kids are like, we want it to be true to us. So the fairies are gardening and the gnomes are having a tea party. And it's kind of cute, but it's not scary. All of a sudden, like, actual magic starts happening in front of the humans. To make them look really scary and horrifying. Yeah. And, like, the things come to life. Um, And basically, the finale of this movie is that, like, there's a magic reveal to the humans. Yeah. We expose, like, magic is real, we're witches, I'm a goblin, I'm a fairy, and Dylan has a fun line where he goes, and I'm just going through an awkward stage. Oh my god, it's the Because um, the whole point, Marnie was trying to prove that humans aren't actually dangerous, humans don't need to be, and also that humans don't need to be scared of monsters. Humans like, we don't need to be scared of each other. Of others. Yeah, that we can be tolerant of each other, we don't need to be scared of each other. And then, so yeah, they have this reveal and someone, like, they're like, well, I don't really know how to feel about the fact that he's a goblin, but, like, he's the best linebacker we've ever had. Yeah. And, like, they all accept them. Yes. And that was cute. I will say, that ending did feel slightly anticlimactic to me. Oh, definitely. But I would rather have had it felt slightly anticlimactic than have them try to overshoot with it. And fail miserably like they did in the last movie. Mm-hmm. So, and we still get, oh, one of the other things is 
Cody like makes kind of a joke when Marnie tells him that she's a witch and he's she's like uh or he's like yeah you're a good witch right like you're one of the good ones she's like yeah yeah I'm I'm a good witch but then he knows that she has used magic to help put up this haunted house and then everything keeps going wrong and like all of this evil stuff is happening he was like um I thought you were a good witch (laughs) (laughs) so panicked she she is not an evil witch but she's not a good witch she's a very bad witch (laughs) she is a good intentioned poor quality witch yeah um i'm trying to see also towards the end when everything's wrapping up basically we didn't really mention it earlier we mentioned it but we didn't dive into it about how dylan and um i keep wanting to call her kelsey dylan and natalie having this thing they're flirting a little bit and then when he finally sees her turn into a troll she's a troll Yep. Yes, she's a pink, she's a pink, fluffy troll, he calls at the mall. He calls her ugly. And she's like, um, what? And he's like, well, you're all ugly now. Like, you're not a human anymore. And she's like, well, I don't think you look great either. Like, at home, you know, this is beautiful. Like, I'm a junior miss. Like, I'm, I'm a pageant queen. This is beautiful at home. And then at the end, he's kind of like, oh, like, there's an awkward moment where they're like, maybe we could like each other. And I'm like, yeah, why aren't they dating in the fourth movie? Spoilers. And then they're like, never mind, let's be friends. Yeah. Yep. Um, I will say one of the other parts about this that I do remember, first of all, another funny Ethan and, nope, not Ethan. What the hell is his name? Dylan. Dylan and Kelsey, whose real name is Natalie. Natalie. Um, When they're playing the video game that I talked about earlier, he is like, very excited that she's doing so well the video game. She looks at him, she's like, why are your glasses getting all fogged up? He's <sighs> like, uh, and that made me chuckle. But, we get another fun little magic thing. After Marnie has gotten this terrible news that, like, they're sh- shutting this program down, whatever, Gwen brings her hot cocoa, and mm-hmm. the marshmallows are in its enchanted hot cocoa, and the marshmallows are little spiders that, like, crawl over and plop themselves... And I had, I was thinking, I was like, I like that Gwen is embracing magic a little bit more in this, but they kind of never address it. She just says it. And then she was like, God, why don't I like using magic again? I literally wrote the same thing. I wrote, when did she become okay with magic? And then a minute later she asked that. But also that marshmallow was like not vegan. No, not at all. But you know what? It was so cute. Yeah. I literally wrote the same exact thing. It was so cute. It made me so happy. It's funny. Um... Because that was a question. It was like all of a sudden in this movie, she's okay doing magic. She's not really okay with Marnie doing it, which neither am I, so it's okay. Yeah. But so kind of in this last little chunk of the movie, Aggie confronts Phil the principal because she finds his like evil knight dagger ring. Mm-hmm. And she's like essentially like I doubt this fits you. Like, I doubt this is really the kind of person you are. Like, I had no idea you were such a bigoted, hateful person. Um, Mm -hmm. And he sobers up real fast and feels really bad about it once he realizes that they were just trying to, you know, once he realizes that they're all normal people, Mm -hmm. feels bad about it. Then all this stuff happens with Mr. Dalloway. He ends up getting banished getting his magic stripped away which is something that yeah he's like exiled yes which is something that becomes important in, in the, the next movie mm-hmm. um and then Aggie is still like chilling out flirting and hanging out with the principal after he's had his like come to Jesus moment and Marnie says she's like you are nothing but a little flirt and Aggie just goes I know <laughs> I, there was one Aggie moment that I also really loved in this movie, and I think it was in the beginning, and I didn't mention it. But Aggie, and I don't even know at what point she says it, but she says, if there's one thing I can do, it's keep a secret. And I was like, lies. Lies! That was the first thing you did in the first movie, was promise not to tell them about Halloween Town, and then went upstairs and told them about it. That's true. Aggie, You're- you little minx. She's a little minx. I think we need to start saying that more often. I like that descriptor. 
Oh, just a little minx? Yeah, it makes me chuckle. Because <laughs> it's not hurtful, it's just funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really think of too much else. Yeah, me neither. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at our outline really quickly. Yeah, we, we really covered everything. I will say, my my mom's final review was she got no enjoyment from watching that movie whatsoever. <laughs> Which I was like, Mom! I think she mostly hated Marnie and Kimberly J. Brown. No, sure. We say that's a little haterady and hollerady. Hello. Yeah. But it's okay. She got nicer for the fourth movie. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in again this week for our third spooky season episode, Halloween Town Three, Halloween Town High. Which actually, that's not that's not what it's called. It's just called Halloween Town High. Um, Halloween Town High, yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, so um, that's all I have to say. Um, follow us on the Instagram if you don't already. Oh, most of you who listen probably do. Tell your friends. So many people follow us and don't listen. Yeah, and that's rude. But mm, suspicious. You're just using. So us your homework this week, if you're listening. If you've made it to this point, your homework is to tell a friend about the podcast. Um, I would just like to say, so last week we, for those of you who listened, you will know, did not have a great time with last week's movie. Um, and in order to combat no. the first 15 minutes of last week's podcast were just us running our mouths about other things. And so we asked, one of the things we talked about was Michelle Obama yeah. and her love of an autumnal vegetable. And we <laughs> on the Instagram what your favorite fall yeah. was and here are the answers we got from I believe this is your cousin Sydney yes yes um she said all caps squash she loves a squash she no. loves specifically squash soup she eats it all the time okay I would say no specification of which type but fair enough um Mary Fraser, my friend who mm-hmm. school with um, said pumpkin. My mom said Brussels sprouts. <laughs> um, no, Hannah is anti Brussels sprouts. I am. Abby Hauer, our mutual friend, said definitely love Abby squash. And then she said butternut squash soup with the hard eyes emoji. Um, and then our friend Ian said, does acorn squash count? Of course acorn squash counts. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yes. Um, so there you go. If you want to let us know about some other fall vegetables that you love, let us know. Um, unfortunately, I do not have any other excellent celebrity interview recommendations for you. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't read anything um, yet. But if you haven't, go read the Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly interview. Oh, I can never um, stop liking it enough. The new Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg <gasps> movie, Uncharted. I haven't watched the trailer. The trailer just came out. Okay, so... I know it's based off of a video game franchise. And I'm not like a huge video game person. Like I play Animal Crossing, obviously, as much as the next 22-year-old girl who just- I don't. I don't have a Switch. Well, I didn't. And then I got one for Christmas and it was very exciting. Ooh. It was a total surprise. Um, but I love an action adventure treasure hunt movie, which is what this is. And now I kind of want to play the video game first and see. I haven't played a video game like that. Oh, God. Probably in eight years. Probably since, like, my freshman year of high school. But. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but the, like, the stills from it I've seen. Lizzie did send me a TikTok, and I, I'm excited to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Sweet Lord. Anyone who knows me knows I love Tom Holland. We have Tom Holland to thank for... I'm looking at him now. Like, on my bulletin board, he's right up here. (laughs) And I'm not lying. Tom Holland was such a large point of uh, bonding for Hannah and I that we could just dedicate this podcast to him, frankly. We We won't go into details, but... (laughs) We won't... We will not go into the details. If we reach yeah. incredible, I knew we, I knew it was meant to be. <laughs> We're bonded. We are if, bonded. If we reach an incredible 
like astonishing number of listenership maybe we'll we'll get into it a little we'll reveal yeah we'll reveal why 1,000 listeners and we'll reveal 10,000 1,000 listens on on episode of the podcast not in total yeah (laughs) yeah no so like I said your homework is if you're still listening at this point number one thank you number two recommend to a friend this has been the slumber party pod a deep dive into decoms this episode was edited by lizzie and collectively conceived of as a post-grad crisis by lizzie and hannah this podcast has been distributed by anchor and we hope you'll join us again next week hi i'm lizzie hobbs and i am canada (laughs) i was gonna say i'm a tired canada joke I was like, oh, I could make something about about the Canada joke. Mm. Um, Hi, I'm Lizzie Hobbs, and I'm an actual plot. I'm a werewolf vegetarian. That might be mine. <laughs>